This is episode 99, Letting Go of an Ex with Michelle. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. A big shout out to everyone that participated in my Summer of Love Challenge. It was a free challenge where people got to join and post about how they share love and have more love in their life. And it was just, it was just so much fun. I loved engaging with all of you. And on my Facebook Live, I announced our amazing winner who got six months into my inner circle, my membership community. So if you missed out on this Summer of Love and Challenge, make sure you go to christinehasler.com and get my weekly blogs because that's where I will announce the next challenge. And there will be another challenge, so you'll have an opportunity to win six months in Inner Circle. There's also a new free gift at my website. I take you through the over and on with it assessment process, which is something I do with all my private clients. So be sure to dig into that as well. Okay. The topic of today's call once again has to do with relationships. Now in nearly 100 coaching calls that I've done, I would say the number one question I get has something to do with relationships, especially romantic ones. It seems like all of us struggle at some point with a breakup or a challenging relationship or lack of relationship, all of which are often the catalyst to dive into personal growth work and to really look at our relationship with ourselves, perhaps our relationship with our parents. Nothing triggers personal development more than heartache. I know my own struggles with relationships has inspired so much of my own personal discovery, healing, and consequently my work. Let's face it. We all want love. We all desire healthy, fulfilling relationships, but many of us sure do have a challenging time when it comes to love. That is why I finally decided to create a course specifically for helping you find love and get over heartbreak. When I say find love, I'm talking about both self-love and love and relationships. It's called get over your breakup and on with love. And it is ready for you now at christinehassler.com slash love. So let me tell you about this course because I'm super excited. I put it together in May, June after I finished shooting all the shows for The Spouse House, the show I'm on TLC where I'm the relationship expert and co-host. And between that show and everybody I've coached on this podcast and 12 years of coaching and facilitating people and my own personal growth when it comes to love and relationship and all the things I've learned from all of my coaches and teachers and University of Santa Monica and all the courses I've done and Allison Armstrong's work and NLP and everything. I've taken basically all my best stuff when it comes to love and relationship and put it in this course. Now you may be thinking, okay, the title is get over your breakup and on with love. Does that mean I have to be fresh out of a breakup? No, you could have a breakup that happened to you six years ago, 20 years ago, or you could just be in a place where you're single and really longing for love and you don't understand why you don't have it yet. So basically anyone who's looking to get over any hurt and really step into both self-love and a loving relationship, this course is for you. And 
wait, there's more. I have a special for all my podcast listeners because I love you so much. I'm giving you $100 off the course, $100 off the course until September 1st, which means you have a month. You have to act fast. So if you go to christinehasser.com slash love and you go to checkout, enter the promo code podcast, keeping it simple. You heard it on the podcast. Your promo code is podcast. So again, christinehasser.com slash love. That link will be in the show notes and the promo code is podcast. I really hope that you enroll in this course. You deserve love. You're worthy of love. You're not broken when it comes to love. We all need a little help when it comes to getting over any kind of heartbreak and on with love. And I would love to help and support you with this course. So today, I know Michelle, our caller for today, is going to enroll, especially after our coaching call, where she was really able to see where she has some opportunities for healing when it comes to love. She was in a relationship for seven years, and now that that's ended, she's questioning whether she should really let it go. She really doesn't know how to move on. So as you're listening, consider, are you still hanging on to an ex, either emotionally or you're actually still physically engaged or in contact in some way, even though you know it's unhealthy to still be engaged? Do you love taking care of others? In fact, is part of your identity taking care of or even trying to save others? When it comes to self-love and self-care, are you good at taking outward actions like, you know, paying your bills and maybe going to work out and things like that, but not so good at the internal compassion and maybe not so great at making self-honoring choices? And finally, are you more concerned about someone else's feelings than your own? And before we dive in, I want to tell you about a new company that I am becoming slowly obsessed with. (laughs) So we've all seen a mouthwatering healthy smoothie or healthy soup on Instagram. Maybe you even have seen me post my green drink recipe and we think that's the kind of thing I should be eating, but who has the time to make that every day? I mean, honestly, it takes me 10 minutes to make my green drink and my Vitamix. So wouldn't it be great if you could get those picture-perfect nutrients without having to hit the farmer's market and chop up all your veggies and do the big production like I do? Now you can get all your superfoods super fast with Daily Harvest. This is the company I'm slowly becoming obsessed with. Daily Harvest sends superfood eats straight to your door with your choice of smoothies, activated breakfast bowls, or nice cream vegan sundaes, and even some soups. Each single serving cup comes ready to blend or heat. They're stored in the freezer, so they're ready whenever you are. They basically come on dry ice in in little cups, and you just throw them in the freezer. Their produce is organic and unrefined and looks as amazing as it tastes. You can actually see all the whole ingredients when you open the cup. It's so awesome. Daily Harvest freezes all their ingredients at peak freshness, sealing in their nutritional value. Preparing each cup is insanely easy. This is saving me so much time. Just add water, or if you're feeling fancy, you can substitute other liquids like coconut or almond milk, my favorite. Either way, your daily harvest cup is ready in just 30 seconds. You can eat it right, right now. I got my whole package today, and it seriously felt like my birthday. I cannot wait to dive into all the smoothies and soups, and you can too. So here's how. Go to daily-harvest.com and enter the promo code over it just over it to get three items free off your first box. That's promo code over it for three free daily harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. Again, daily-harvest.com. And we'll be sure to link that up in the show notes for you. All right. On to my coaching call with Michelle. Michelle, welcome to the show. How can I help? 
Hi, Christine. Uh, I need help with, um, I've actually recently just been through a breakup mm -hmm. and um, this is a person I've been uh, with, with this man for about seven years now. And when he broke up with me, it was a big shock. Um, and I, I reacted in a very, like, like for me, it was a very weird way. I didn't know how to deal with it because, um, it was out of nowhere. And, um, now that I've taken a bit of time, uh, thinking about it, uh, there's just some things that I've noticed in him that are odd, like his personality has changed and um this is a person who has um dealt with childhood trauma um he's gone through um sexual abuse as a child mm -hmm. so i when he first came out to me about like six years ago um we tried to get help and it seemed like he was going it was going okay for him um but the way he's behaving right now is kind of like a pattern to me. I've, I've seen this before and so, he's been pushing me away kind of thing. I, I'm confused. Are you broken up or not? I don't, I, I think we are like he has said we're, we've broken up, but we're still in contact. Um, I'm not quite sure. For me, at least, like, I don't know if I want to continue being in contact with him, but I'm also worried about him. Okay. <clears throat> so when you said that you had a weird reaction to the breakup when it first happened, you said it was a shock and you kind of had a weird reaction. What did you mean by that? Um, I just didn't expect him to do that. I thought that we we actually talked a month ago um, and we had some communication problems. So we, we what we normally do is that we would talk about it and try to like work it out. Um, and this time it was like very much like he he need, he told me that he needs time away from me that he can't give me what I need um, and that he just wants to be away from me. Okay. So sweetheart, what's your question for me? Uh, I think my question is like, how do I move on? Like, I, I feel like I'm trying my best to move on, but yeah. I'm still holding on to something. What do you feel like you're holding on to? I think I'm holding on to like hoping that he, he'll get better mm -hmm. and that he doesn't keep going into this pattern. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time. And, you know, for me, I felt like he was doing all right. And maybe he really wasn't. Um, he's in a very stressful time of his life right now. Yeah, I noticed I'm, he's I'm, really angry. Mm-hmm. So are you, we've been talking for just a while, just like four minutes or so. So are you aware of how much more you talk about him than yourself and how you're feeling and how you're doing? 
I'd say yeah. probably 75% of what you've shared was all about him and not about you. Mm-hmm. Was that a pattern in the relationship that most of the focus was on him? Um, I guess for, for me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I felt like I always had to be careful of what I said. I didn't want to like push him um, harder, but um, I don't think that it stopped, like it stopped me from doing the things I wanted. Like I, I finished, like some of the things he said was like, I'm, he's bringing me down, but I don't feel that way. I felt like I finished school. I, I did a lot of extracurriculars and I actually got a job right after. So I feel like my life. And that's great. That's great. And I totally acknowledge you for that. And do you really feel like your needs were being met in the relationship? Because from what you're saying, it sounds like you were good at taking care of yourself and good at perhaps taking care of him, but who was really attending to you? Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, that's, maybe that's what he's trying to tell me is that he's, he can't be that for me. Right. And he might not be able to, um, especially, mm-hmm. you know, when someone is dealing with a lot of trauma and on a huge healing journey, sometimes it can be challenging for that person to really show up in a relationship because one, they're so focused on themselves, right? They kind of have to be for their own healing journey. And two, you know, when you're dealing with any kind of trauma, you're also dealing with worthiness issues and intimacy issues and all of those kind of things. So really allowing someone in and being intimate and being emotionally available, being emotionally available for another person is, is fairly challenging. And it sounds like he is really trying to honor you and doing the most, do the most loving thing, um, which is saying, you know, I can't really give you what you, what you need. And my sense is that over the seven years you've been together, you've gotten used to mm, not the most optimal level of treatment. Mm. And so because you're used to it, it's almost like if you ate food with no salt for seven years And then all of a sudden, someone gave you an amazing potato chip that was nice and salty. You'd be like, whoa, I was missing this for so long. (laughs) And so my question to you is, and this isn't about making him wrong, but this is about really looking at what you need. What do you feel was missing in the relationship for you? Um, I think what was missing... Uh, was being able to say what I need to say to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I held in a lot of things that I was afraid to say. Like what? Uh, like I wanted to tell him that when he goes into his moods, I start to feel yeah, like not good enough that he can't just be present with me and enjoy the things that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just like 
playing a card game, um, sometimes I can tell like he starts to think about other things. Right, which so is probably just, yeah. which is probably why he's saying he can't give you what you need. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you've thought about this. Why do you think you've stayed in a relationship where it sounds to me like you haven't really been met? He was doing the best he could. However, you you weren't really kind of met on um, uh, in terms of your needs. Why do you think that you have stayed in it? as long as you have. And why do you think in this moment where you have the opportunity to break away, you're still hanging on? Have you given that some thought? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I've just been very comfortable and I expected to stay longer with him. Um, and I kind of hoped that I would be the one to like, you know, be there for him and help him out. And, and why, I don't is know, that, I kind of, why does that matter yeah. to you? Why do you want so badly to save him? What does that do for you? Um, I don't know. I guess to, in, in a way I wanted to feel wanted and needed and, mm-hmm. That's, I don't know, for someone to, to go through hard times, like I'm usually very um, compassionate and supportive and I want to help. That's beautiful. Um, but let me see if you can yeah. tell me the difference. What's the difference between loving and supporting someone and being in a kind of codependent type of relationship where you take on the responsibility to save someone? What's the difference between those two things? Mm, I'm not, I'm not sure. I've never really thought of it as a codependent relationship. I don't know if I'm codependent or if it's him. I like, I guess it's, um, just being free to, to take care of someone where and meeting them where they're at. I, I don't know. Well, let me ask another way. And I don't want to, you know, label you or him as codependent. What's the difference between healthy support and unhealthy support? Mm-hmm. In your opinion, this isn't a pop quiz. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, um, asking you these questions because I'm trying to understand you. I think it's, I guess, communication. Um, I think if if you're not able to say uh, what you need to say to the person to um, say your needs, then I guess like that would be codependent. Okay. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being very, 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 very healthy and 1 being not healthy, 10 being I'm able to really communicate my needs and the person understands them and he's able to meet them or at least really try and zero being I'm unable to communicate my needs. Even when I do, they're not heard or they're not met. What would you give this relationship? I would say 
Um, maybe a six. Okay. Okay. And what level do you want? I want like eight or nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And based on what you said, just based on what you said, I'd probably give it a little lower. Because mm-hmm. there's a couple things you said, Michelle. You said that you had to be careful of what you said. You said that sometimes you felt like you weren't able to say what you needed to say. And even when you could say what you needed to say, he wasn't able to meet those needs. So I'm going to ask you a question. And I just really ask you to be honest with yourself. Okay. Do you think you're being 100% honest with yourself about how healthy this relationship has been for you? No. Great. Great courage. Great honesty. Where do you think you have not been being honest? With yourself. Um, I think it's when I know there's something I need to say and then I don't say it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's always been, yeah, throughout our relationship, it's been a problem. Like he would, he could tell when I'm not saying something and he'd try to get me to say it, but I don't know. I always felt like I didn't like it'd be too much for me to say. Yeah. And that's something Michelle, that is for you to work on. Just like he's working on his healing journey of trauma. Your healing journey is to look at why you don't speak your truth. And why you may be a bit of a people pleaser and a caretaker instead of really being honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that you've been looking a little too much at him and because his trauma seems maybe bigger than maybe things that have happened to you, you've made fixing him, saving him, helping him more of a priority than really looking at yourself and really asking, hmm, why am I staying in something for seven years where I really don't feel like my needs are being met? Yeah. <laughs> and why, uh, why yeah, and, and why am I taking on the responsibility to save him or help him? Like why 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 do I think that my worth comes from being able to save someone else? Hmm. Mm. So really look at that. Look at that belief. You know, my worth, part of my worth or my deservingness or my lovability comes from saving someone else. Do you see how part of you is perhaps trying to get some of your own value from helping him? Yes, I see that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've given so much and then for him to like leave has kind of made me feel abandoned. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I totally understand that. And, and I'm saying this to empower you, you allowed this. You played into it by making him more of the priority than yourself. And so you can look at it like you were abandoned, or you can look at it like, wow, I'm finally free to take care of me. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can say, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for this relationship. We loved each other. We spent seven years together. I learned so much. But now I need to spend some time on my own and give myself the love and the compassion that I've so freely given to someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want I want that. And I think um, the past two weeks have really taught me that. that uh, even just the people in my life have been saying, like, it's a good time now to, you know, get back to me and what I enjoy. Yeah. And it's really time to make self-honoring choices, self-honoring choices, which are not selfish, Michelle. Self-honoring choices are self-honoring. So again, I'm not going to hold you to this, but I'm going to ask you another question. And I really want you to answer from what feels most self-honoring. Do you feel Mm -hmm. like staying in contact with him is healthy for you and your growth? No, I don't think so. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. So what is the self-honoring choice that you could make? Um, I think it's just like being okay with being alone. Right. And really learning it's, it, it's, here's what's beautiful about being alone, you know, and we're never really alone, but here's what's beautiful about spending time, not in a relationship and really being able to be there for ourselves, is without the distraction of someone else, especially if we have tendencies to people please or caretake or go into over responsibility for anyone else. When we have that time on our own, we really get to learn how to be a good partner to ourselves. We get to receive all the things we give so freely to others. You know, for example, I, um, in the past month, I've been on a bit of my own healing journey and I make the most progress when I sit down and actually coach myself. You know, I love coaching people. I love giving to people. And sometimes I spend so much time giving and supporting others that I forget about how I'm doing. And Mm -hmm. so it's so important for me to, to receive everything that I give to others, support, unconditional love, guidance, compassion, presence, love. And so you know how to, uh, you know how to take care, you know how to support, you know how to love and encourage. And instead of giving it to someone who may not be able to receive it, why don't you start giving that to yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I always thought that I was doing that, but yeah, I guess like just made me realize I've been giving it so much to outside of me. Right. Well, and it yeah. sounds like you've done a great job of getting things done, like of getting a job and school and all those things. It sounds like you've been good at managing the external, Mm -hmm. but what we're really talking about here, Michelle, is your relationship with yourself. Not so much those things you accomplish, which are great. And I'm so proud of you for all those things. 
And it's, it's looking at, you know, how, but what's my relationship with myself like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something that I definitely want to like be better at doing. Yeah. Taking care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. And what would that look like for you? What would taking care of yourself look like for you? Oh, uh, well, one thing that I've always wanted to do is dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's something that I felt like I kind of stopped myself from doing. Cause, but I really want to just, yeah, I think I listened to one of your earlier podcasts, um, just being in my body. Yeah. Kind of thing and practicing that. I think that's what I'd like to work on. And self-talk, you know, your self-talk and making time for yourself and doing things that uh, slow you down and, and just have you really check in and connect with how you're doing. You know, and you can even think about the ways you were there for him when challenging things would come up or he'd be triggered by something and, and how you can really do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. So how are yeah, you, how are you feeling in this? How are you feeling in this moment? I feel relieved. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Like I feel. I don't know. I just. I kind of yeah. I, I I knew deep down that's how I feel, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't accept it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and one thing that I do want to say is um, you mentioned earlier being concerned that if you're not there for him, that would be bad for him. And that's not true. Um, You could even be enabling him right now. And so sometimes the most loving thing that we do is with love and compassion, we let someone go. And we know that the only person that can save them is themselves. And it's up to him to reach out to therapists or whoever he's working with to be his support system. You you can't be that anymore. It's, it's, it's very hard to move from girlfriend to friend, especially when you're unraveling some of the things that you did in this relationship that where you abandoned yourself. See, it's like you feel abandoned by him, but really in this relationship, you abandon yourself because you put yourself on the back burner. Right. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. (laughs) You can learn and you can grow and you can send him love. And I highly, highly, highly encourage like a a clear and a firm boundary of no contact. So it Mm -hmm. gives both of you the opportunity to move forward and really heal. Okay. Yes. Your dog agrees. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It's perfect timing. He's like, yeah, yes, yes, thank yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I try, I try to find a quiet place. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a loud family home. <laughs> That's okay. And just, you know, I, I really want you to, when this episode airs and you listen to it, I really was reflecting back to you a lot of what you said. So this mm-hmm. wasn't me giving you an answer or me coming to some opinion or conclusion. 
This was me really listening to you and asking you questions and reflecting back. So I just want to really empower you, Michelle, that this is your choice. Mm -hmm. Like you said in the beginning, you kind of knew and now you feel relieved. So I'm just really handing you back your power. Thank and, you. And it's okay to choose this. This is not an unloving choice. This is actually, in my opinion, the most loving choice for both of you. Okay. I think so too. All right. Was this helpful? Okay. Yes, it really was. Thank you so much. I really acknowledge Michelle for her willingness to be super honest with herself. I asked her some pretty straightforward questions and she had the courage to be honest with herself. And that's what I really wanted her to do. It wasn't about being honest with me. It was really about being honest with herself. Now you longtime listeners may have noticed that I did not go back and talk a lot about Michelle's past with her. Why did I decide to take a different approach? Well, it seemed to me from listening that she really wanted to make a decision and people feel most confident to make a decision or choice about something when they feel empowered. And I've learned over the years of being coached and coaching others that we feel most empowered when we get to our own answers rather than someone telling us, which is why a lot of what I did was reflect back to her, what I heard her saying. And I asked her a lot of questions so she could get to her own answers. I suspect that you listeners picked up on the fact that she was in a bit of a caretaking role. Perhaps we can even call it a little bit codependent. And if you didn't listen to episode 97 with Trinette, please go back and listen to that, especially my breakdown at the end, because I explain in more detail what codependence is. It's not my business to give a diagnosis to anyone. Codependency is a term that is used a lot. So again, if you didn't listen to episode 97, go back and check that out. With Michelle, I'm so glad that she was able to get to the realization that she was in such a caretaking role and paying so much more attention to his needs rather than her own, so much so that she lost a little of herself. Another thing I wanted to highlight is how invested she was in wanting to save him. But was that really more about him or more about herself? Honestly, I think it's both. Her intentions were totally pure. You can tell she has such a sweetheart. I think at one point I even called her sweetheart. But she was outsourcing a bit of her self-worth in saving him. There is a limiting belief there, something along the lines of, if I save him, heal him, then I'm worthy, then I'm valuable in some way. So the incredible opportunity for Michelle and for any of you that relate to her is to unhook yourself from the role of caretaker or savior and begin to give yourself what you give others. I will also ask you the same question I asked her. What is healthy in terms of supporting someone in a relationship and what is unhealthy? Get really clear, make agreements inside yourself about how you want to show up in a relationship and where the boundaries are. I encourage you to be as honest with yourself as Michelle has been with herself. Are you in a relationship that's really not healthy? Are you putting yourself second? Are you enabling someone? Are you trying to save them without really looking at yourself? Remember, love is not being a savior and it's not your job to fix someone else or take care of someone else. I'm sure you've all heard the story about how if you try to help a struggling caterpillar out of a cocoon before it's ready, it dies. As a caterpillar is in the cocoon, in the chrysalis, it's going through so much hardship and it's struggling and struggling and struggling, but it has to break through on its own. If we try to help, if we cut the cocoon, if we try to rush it along, it dies. It never gets there on its own. So sometimes one of the most loving things we can do for someone is to let go, 
and let them emerge as their own butterfly on their own timing. And my strong opinion in most breakups is to not have contact. For those of you who have kids, I know that's a little more difficult. In Michelle's case, I did ask her after the recording, they do not have any children, so she can walk away from this. I don't like to say I have rules when it comes to breakup, but if I had one, that would be it, that you can move on so much more easily. Both people can just heal at such a faster rate if they're not in contact. And again, if you're struggling with a breakup or if you have a breakup that's been kind of haunting you for a while, you can't get over an ex, come and join us for the love course. christinehasser.com slash love. You'll get all my breakup tips. You'll get all kinds of meditations and guided videos and audios. It's a very robust course. So check it out. Again, christinehasser.com slash love. So some assignments for you. Check out the course. Really invest in yourself. Maybe you're going to put a stake in the ground and say, all right, I'm ready to get over any kind of heartbreak and on with love. Next, make a list of what are your healthy agreements in relationships. And also make a list of all the things you're really good at doing for other people and turn it back on you. Are you giving yourself that same kind of love and compassion? You are so worthy of love. I say it a lot, but we all need a lot of reminders that there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken and you're so worthy of love, but you've got to give it and feel it from yourself. You are worth it. I am sending you so much love. I hope you join me for the course and I will check in with you again next week. Much love and many blessings, everyone. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.